Welcome to Being Humankind, with your hosts Brian, Mike, and Neely. We explore what it means to be human in a time of disconnection. If you could have lunch with anybody from the past, present, or the, well, you can't really do future, I guess, but (laughs) who would it be? There's so many. You know, my buddy Jeff is a, uh, he, he proposed the, the same kind of question. It was just like, um, if you could have poker with 10 guys, have a poker night with 10 guys, who would they be? And oddly enough, almost everyone I picked was a comedian. Uh, <laughs> but um, that's a really hard question. I mean, the, the cop-out answer is just to pick artist A from period B and, and just stick him in here. But um, I don't know. I can add the caveat that language doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> well, that brings Jesus in the equation because, you know, I was going to say it would be really awkward. I don't speak Aramaic. Uh, <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll even say why it's hard because there's so I've thought about this question before and I still have this is why this is a hard question for me because I've actually pondered on this question for a time and I find that when people answer this question at least when people around me answer this question that's usually tackling um the, the answer usually goes with something that um, is like really important in your life. So if someone's religious or super religious, they go right for like their spiritual leader, Jesus, Buddha, or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, if, if um, you know, if someone's into sports, they'll have that sports figure that they want to do. And, and it's hard for me because I, I just kind of have like this general, this general, like, I like everything. (laughs) I'm interested in almost everything. So um, when I had this conversation with my buddy, Jeff, you know, it was like the the names that popped up, like if I could have a conversation with anybody, you know, I just want to be around someone who would just make me laugh, you know? And like, like, I think of like Groucho Marx, man, would it would be amazing. Like just to sit and let him chew me out (laughs) and just bring something to the table and just have, one night of being with one of the people in life who's like whole meaning of existence was to make everybody feel good, you know? So it's, it's a really odd answer. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would say people like that. I'd, I'd, I'd say to cop out and do someone. Yeah. You know what? I'll give you an answer and it's going to be a really odd one. um you know right now at this moment if i could if i could have a real conversation with anybody in history i would actually pick robin williams and and i'll tell you why because he was an artist he was he had his craft he was absolutely hilarious and he was he was unbelievably human and he tackled a lot of things that we don't associate with him on a superficial level um you know, right away. I mean, he, he was clearly depressed and 
you know, got over a lot of really tragic things in his life. You know, he, he got over substance abuse. He, he um, did all this other stuff, but at the same time, he just like, he had the ability to put it aside and just make people happy. And um, he did it through his art, you know, I mean, and, you know, I could, I could compare and say, well, maybe I can try to make people happy through my art and lead that conversation. But, you know, I think that would just be an awesome night, <laughs> like to sit down, you know, talk some really deep philosoph philosophical stuff, which he clearly could do. And then, you know, throw in an absolutely absurd, dirty joke in once in a while <laughs> and, and enjoy it. So I think that's the path I would go down. You know, him, Groucho Marx, Don Rickles, you know, you know, uh, Richard Pryor, just th those guys were deep. They really were. And I just, I just, I would see that being an amazing experience. I'm not saying if I picked like a religious person or anything like that, um, that it wouldn't be amazing as well. I just think what a, t what a good time that would be. <laughs> there's my odd answer of the night <laughs> i don't think that's odd at all i think that's a great answer there's so many of those comedians that are um that have that that side that we never see there's a really serious deep side like steve carell like will ferrell that you see in those really serious roles that do unbelievable work and it's you see them for the first time in those roles and you're, you're blown away. I, I think that's a great answer. It's funny, you know, it, you know, I listen to a lot of podcasts and a lot of conversations and stuff and debates and, and stuff online. It's like, I, it, I, I rarely listen to like the radio anymore. <laughs> I'm always trying to find a good conversation to listen to. And, and um, one of the things that I heard, I, I forget who it was. I don't think it was Joe Rogan. I think it was someone else. But they were talking about like how the great comedians of of life, um, also and and the great musicians in life, and even some of the great artists in life, all struggled through immense pain to get where they were, and they used that pain to get to be that good, you know. And there's this great story of Groucho Marx that like um, uh, after World War II, when he was he was in his like 60s or something, and um, he managed to go to Germany and, um, you know, he's a Jew and um, he got out of the car and with his family and showing them around and went over and tap dance on Hitler's bunker. <laughs> and he was just, he considered it like one of his, his great comedic moments in life. And he made sure that no one took a picture and no one did it. He just wanted to tap dance on it because like of all the pain that that had gone through, it was just his, his way of getting back at it and just conquering it one last time. I, I thought that was a beautiful story. And, you know, that guy was in the league of his own when it came to, when it came to comedy and stuff. So now I'm thinking, do I go to him instead of, <laughs> well, anyway, I'll cheat. I'll say both of them. <laughs> one conversation, two people. There's my answer. There's, there's, no, uh, there's no cheating. <laughs> So would you, do you draw back to the pain from being bullied in your art at all? So I don't look at, I don't look at it as a painful experience anymore, honestly. I um, looking back at when it happened, yeah, you know, it was, it sucked. Uh, <laughs> but um, 
um, you know, I, I don't look back at that in a negative way. I, I honestly don't. I look back at it as a growing experience that was unfortunate <laughs> to go through, but I got more out of it than I got in. Um, and, um, you know, one of the things that I try not to do is to say like, oh, I'm going to get them now because they got me. It, it really, that's not a healthy way to go through life. Um, and, um, you know, it's, I, I actually like, I don't want to say like two or three years ago, like, um, when I was in seventh grade, when bullying got to the worst, I had this girl in my art class kneecap me with a stool. Um, so I went home in crutches and all of that. And that was awesome. And, uh, that was probably the worst thing that happened. Um, uh, but, um, you know, I, I decided I was going to look her up and just say, like, hey, I hope you're doing well. You know, hope things are great for you. And I couldn't find her. I was, I was kind of really pissed that I couldn't find her because uh, she wasn't on social media or she got married and I didn't know her name and stuff. But I really wanted to do, it was like this, I don't want to call it closure. It was just like, it seemed like something a good person would do. And I want to be a good person. So I tried to do that. So it's very hard for me to look back at um, at that sort of thing in a painful way. I, I mean, I really came to the the understanding, you know, when I really started diving into myself and um, you know coming to grips. You know, I, I really like that that idea of of young and the shadow and embracing the crap part of your life and and coming to grips in terms with it and coming to a truthful understanding of it. And, you know, I realized that like, yeah, I guess it's going to sound kind of sound mean or, or kind of harsh, but you're like, Hey Ryan, guess whose fault it was that you got bullied. It was yours. <laughs> you know, um, you let it happen. You didn't control the situation. Why don't we learn from this so that it doesn't happen again? And um, that's kind of the way I look at the crap parts of it. I really, I truly, honestly don't look back in anger, um, which is actually more of a struggle when people around you do. You know, I, I have people who like still will be like, you remember when that kid was, a, was an ass to you? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. You know, I hope he's fine. You know, like I'm not, I'm not that guy from, it's that uh, Billy Madison who's just got the checklist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know that's that's not me you know <laughs> younger people have to look up that movie but <laughs> but um, um but yeah i i don't see like pain coming from it i i think it's another reason why i don't do that with my art is um for the most part i've tried to keep myself from being financially lenient on my art so i get to choose what i paint um, I've told people no, and, um, I've told people come back in a year, you know, cause I, I'm working on this. This is what I want to do. And most of the time I have a very specific meaning in, in the work that I'm doing, unless it's a commission, you know, um, you know, like for example, this Prince Hall painting that I was, um, that I'm working on right now, you know, I, I chose to do that one because something happened and I, I had an idea that I wanted to do and I have an idea that I want to do with the painting when I'm done. So there's nothing but goal oriented uh, motivation when it comes to that sort of thing. And that's kind of why I, I do it on the side because I don't want 
that feeling of, oh crap, if I don't finish this, I'm not putting food on my table um, thing. Uh, I, my life has not pushed, has not gone down that, that road. And um, which is, you know, it's, you know, thinking out loud, you know, it's, it's, it's probably one of the reasons I'll never be a truly great artist because like, if you look back in, in history, like the great artists didn't have families. They didn't have a job with health benefits. You know, they didn't, they, they created to survive and I'm never going to, well, God willing, I'm never going to be in, in that situation. So the edge is off me and I don't think I can compete with that. Um, you know, a friend of mine, uh, uh, who's a, uh, guitarist Chad Jeffers he has a podcast and and he was giving advice to young musicians and he said you know like here rule number one you know I or it wasn't rule number one but he's like here's a rule don't ever don't ever accept a job that has health insurance if you want to be a great musician because it's going to distract you and it's going to make you comfortable and when you're comfortable you're never going to be great um, and you know I decided to be a professional artist after I was comfortable you know I and I'm very comfortable, you know, it's like, not, not monetarily wise, but like, you know, I like being at home with my kids. I, I like working a nine to five job and then building my studio and going in at night and doing what I want to do, um, which doesn't make me a great artist in that sense. But, and under no circumstances, could I point to any piece of art where I was just like, kids in high school, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> this will show them. <laughs> There's so, time. Yeah, I'll get to one. <laughs> the next painting is of a bully beating the uh, <laughs> beating the crap out of his bully and holding a scepter or something. Yeah. 